Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hilariously Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Duckworth, also known as Speak Up Dana or The Big Speaker. My goal with this podcast is ultimately to get someone hired. I know all too well the impacts of unemployment and layoffs. My guests and I hope to provide insights and resources that will support someone in gaining their next opportunity. You can support the hilariously unemployed and those who are impacted by layoffs or unemployment by giving this podcast a five-star review or sharing it with someone who's hiring or hilariously unemployed. I hope that you enjoy the show and find some laughter in the midst of your trials. This episode of the Hilariously Unemployed Podcast is sponsored by French's Leadership Solutions. Chief Facilitator Marcy French creates brave spaces for conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And if you're looking to level up your leadership game, Marcy has you covered. From facilitating certifications, including CAM and CAPS, this organization offers top-notch leadership coaching that can equip you with the skills and knowledge you need to excel in your career. And some exciting news for 2024, French's Leadership Solutions will offer one-on-one coaching services. So whether it's life or leadership coaching, you'll have a dedicated guide to help you navigate your personal and professional journey. And did I forget to mention relationship coaching? Now y'all know I'm also hilariously single, but that's for another podcast. Perhaps Marcy can prepare my next group of boyfriends to thrive in a relationship with me. But in all seriousness, if you're ready to take your leadership skills to the next level, enhance your organization's DEI efforts, or simply get the personalized coaching you deserve, French's Leadership Solutions is the partner you need. Connect with Marcy now at French at MarcyFrench.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Hilariously Unemployed Podcast, where I am your host and favorite opportunity seeker, Speak Up Dana, aka The Big Speaker. I'm here with you on another Friday to talk more about the unemployment line that I'm still in. Grab your pink slips. You're in for a good show today. But first, let me give you all some of my thoughts of the week. (laughs) I want to highlight a nonprofit that I think is on an amazing mission. Tidy and Ty is on a mission to provide shoes for every child in the foster care system in Arkansas. It's so important. And one thing that the founder recognized was that children in the foster care system often had shoes that did not fit. And if you have ever worn a pair of shoes that are too tight, you know the discomfort that can cause. So she really wanted to ensure that all of those children were provided with shoes that fit because they're going through enough. So what better way to support them than to provide them with shoes through her nonprofit? So if you would like to support Ty Jackson, who's in our audience today, and her nonprofit, you can do so by visiting tidyandty.com to donate, show support, show advocacy for foster children in Arkansas. Another thing I'd like to share with you all today, this episode is sponsored by French's Leadership Solutions. You'll also see Miss Marcy French in the audience. I had the pleasure of doing a very lovely commercial for her the other day that she has approved. It's quite witty and I can't wait for you all to hear it. So if you listen back to the podcast on podcast platforms, you will hear that very special commercial. But just in case you're not familiar with French's Leadership Solutions, they do just that. They provide solutions for leadership, one-on-one coaching, relationship coaching. We're not going to get into that. Um, Leadership coaching, DEI coaching, and facilitating. She is a master of her domain and can help you and your organization thrive. All right, y'all. So (laughs) 
Let's talk about what's going on with me this week. I am no longer operating in a space of fear, y'all. I remember when I first started this thing, I used to be so scared or nervous. And everything that I had going on since I've been laid off, I've kind of been fearful of what was next and what I need to do. Y'all, I'm not scared no more. <laughs> There's no fear. I'm like, whatever it is I want to do, however I want to go about it, whatever's going to happen next. I'm all for it. Bring it on, baby. There is nothing but happiness, love, and light happening in this wonderful life of mine. And I'm so thankful and grateful to be in my place, in that place in my life, because it was not always like that. I don't have no gripes this week. I'm not going to beef with LinkedIn about that algorithm. I've moved on. <laughs> so without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to my exciting guest for this week. We are welcomed, uh, we are welcoming a true HR diva and fearless entrepreneur, Nada Urias. <laughs> With 14 years of corporate wisdom, Nada took a leap of faith post her hilarious unemployment, which you know we're going to get into, leaving the confines of her nine to five grind to dive headfirst into the world of career coaching and HR consulting. Nada is a talented podcaster herself, and she has a show titled Living La Vida de Luxury, which explores career insights, travel hacks, and financial wisdom for first-generation individuals who didn't have access to such knowledge growing up. She is here to share her unemployment story and join me for some Potter on Potter fodder, y'all. Please welcome to the show, Nada. Hey, Dana. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> I'm excited to be on here with another Potter because you know everything that's happening in the background for me. You know everything it takes to do this every week. So oh, yes. welcome to the show, my Potter friend. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. So let's go ahead and get into it. We had our discovery call a while ago, and I know you have a lot of changes. One exciting announcement that I just happened to scroll upon while we were in our pre-call. We're not going to touch on that until later. But how long have you been hilariously unemployed, my podcaster friend? Next week will be two months. Mm, wow. How's it been? amazing it's been going better than I even thought than I imagined I knew that I was making the right decision quitting my corporate job even though it sounds crazy but this has been the longest two months that I have ever felt because it feels like I've been on my own for years mm, wow okay Let's go ahead and dig into that. So she was not laid off like myself and some of my past guests. She decided to step away from the organization. And you've had a really unique journey from being in line to be the next HR director where you were to stepping away to really focus on your passions. So can you share the emotions and the thought process behind even making that decision to become hilariously unemployed like me? Well, it definitely was a mix of emotions, as you can imagine, because you're questioning yourself, are you making the right decision? Is this the right time? You know, all the what ifs, the buts, the whys and everything always pop up in your mind. But because I was pretty much given ultimatums where it's like, OK, well, you're either in or you're out. You either focus on your day job with us or you focus on yourself. And one thing about me is that if you're going to have me choose between me and you, it's going to be me. So <laughs> I was like, even if it's a job. OK, so I was like, I have to do what I got to do. And um, it was exciting. It was a little nerve wracking. 
It was a little bit, a bit of, you know, anxiety. It was a little bit of every emotion, every feeling that you can imagine. You're quitting a steady, consistent income that you're getting a paycheck every two weeks. And, you know, what what the expectation is of that. And uh, you're quitting to be on your own to probably have no financial consistency, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it was a lot of different emotions. Okay, so what you said here is if I have to choose between you and in the words of the great Justin Timberlake, it's going to be May. Okay, it is going to be me if I have to choose between my employment and me. So let's talk about that. How are you navigating being a business owner because you had your HR consulting and an employee? How did you decide where to focus your attention when things were going well, when you weren't thinking about making your departure? And then what challenges kind of came about that you encountered outside of them saying, hey, pick a side um, while you were there? What were you juggling with those roles? Well, first, to give a little bit of context to everyone listening, back in January of 2021, I decided I wanted to get like sort of an, a part-time job, but I didn't want to work for anyone else. I wanted to work for myself. So I thought to myself, how can I use my own talents, my gifts, my skills, and how can I make profit off of it? So I just kind of was thinking and a friend of mine reached out and said, hey, can you revamp my resume? And it was like the light bulb just went off. I mean, I've had 14 years of HR experience. So of course you're going to come to an HR expert and ask them to help you with your resume. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when the light bulb went off and I said, okay, this is it. This is how I can make it, make an impact, help people make a difference, but also make some money. Right. Because that's what we all need at the end of the day, we need money. So that's where my kind of entrepreneurial journey started. Throughout the years after that, I also was able to get some um, consulting contracts. They were just like projects, right? Nothing Mm -hmm. major, nothing that was too crazy, nothing that was going to take me away from my day job or anything like that yet. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned before uh, in the introduction, I was next in line for that HR director position. And when I didn't get it, I got a half a promotion. I call it half of a promotion because I got more responsibilities, but I didn't I got a title change, but it wasn't the director title that I wanted Mm -hmm. and it wasn't the pay that I wanted. Mm -hmm. So that's when something just told me, okay, this is not going to work for you. Just quit. Just something just telling me just quit, just quit, just quit. And so, um, after a lot of thought and conversation, I, you know, of course tapped into my network and to people that I know, and they would help me to either land clients on the low, or they would just help me like to get up on stages to speak at events or Mm -hmm. to facilitate or whatnot. And so that just kind of through that, I knew that, okay, I can definitely with my community, the people that I have, the people that are around me, they're cheerleading for me. They're supporting me. They're going to help me when I fall. They're not going to let me fall. Mm -hmm. So I know that I have a community of supporters. And that was really what helped me to really get the strength And of course, you know, I'm at home talking to my husband about things like, oh my gosh, work is driving me crazy. My boss is driving me crazy. Like, (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to do this. He was like, just quit. Give me your two weeks notice. Just quit. Focus on your business and do whatever you need to do. So I'm here now. Thank God. And thank to my husband and everyone that really supports me, because I think that if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have the strength. I wouldn't have, like, I'm fearless, but Mm -hmm. that was like testing me. Yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. a lot. So you can imagine what that would feel like. Okay, so you dropped a gem there. If y'all heard her, get a husband who tells you to quit. Um, <laughs> kidding. But you basically tested out your theory that you could do this on your own while you were inside of an organization. And shout out to those people right. who help us out on the low low. Um, so you were able to kind of test it out and figure out what your community would look like and how you'd be able to go about creating this thing for yourself. That's very mm-hmm. smart. Um, but talk to me a little bit about what kind of transpired with the role you were up for, what you felt the challenges or obstacles were for you to obtain that role. And then looking back at the fact that you didn't get that role, are you grateful and thankful now because of where you are? Or do you think that potentially in your future, you would want to be an HR director? So I'll answer this reverse. So I will <laughs> say that I am so glad that that happened to me. No lie. No lie. I am grateful that that happened to me because if it didn't happen to me, I probably would have been stuck and stagnant and miserable in corporate. I would have still been waiting for my turn mm-hmm. and and who knows how long it would have took me to get there. And so I decided I'm going to build my own table. I'll bring my chairs. I'm going to make my own food. I'm going to cook my food. I'm going to do everything for myself, right? right yeah. And who knows who wants to join me can come and join me too, because I have seats for everyone else too. Because, you know, for me, I just felt that I, at least there, that company where I was at, I wasn't going to be able to grow. And the reason uh, what was told to me was that I had been filling in for the director who had left. Um, he had resigned at that time. And I was told that I had only been filling in for six weeks. So that's why I wouldn't be um, qualified or eligible, you could say, for that specific role. But mind you, my performance review was for the entire year. So Mm -hmm. how do you give me a performance review of 11 months, Mm -hmm. but you're really actually only uh, just reviewing me for the last six weeks? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, so I didn't feel that that was fair to me, Mm -hmm. um, especially when the whole entire year I was being told, oh my God, great job, Nada. You are killing it. You are the best. Like you are the company's brand ambassador. Like you're better than our marketing team, like all of that. So when you hear things like that, you feel that, okay, you know, they appreciate me, they support me. And um, when it turned out that that wasn't the case, that was a huge, huge blow to me. Yeah. When the work that you're putting in, the effort that you're putting in, and even the recognition that you're getting like they're recognizing what a great job you are getting doesn't align with that next paycheck or that next title or that next role. That's very hurtful. And then to actually be called to do the job for six weeks, like I'm capable enough to do it for y'all for these six weeks, but there's no way I could have that role. What were your emotions around that? Was there any anger or was it just complete frustration and you figuring out what you needed to do next? There was a little bit of anger because I just knew that I was qualified. Mm-hmm. You know, I run circles around everyone. I ain't gonna lie. I feel <laughs> like this is what I do. Like I run circles around them and I'm worth two or maybe even three people. Mm-hmm. And they knew that. And so I just knew that I was ready for that position. So yes, I was angry. I was upset because I'm like, well, damn, like all this hard work and everything that I've been putting in and I've been bending over backwards and everything for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you act like you see it and I know you see it, but you're not going to give me what you know that I deserve. So it was frustrating. It was, you know, upsetting and everything. But um, in the end, I, 
I'm glad that it happened. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad that it did happen in the time when it happened. My original goal was I was going to quit at the end of the year. I was going to wait. I was going to thug it out until December. Mm-hmm. I was going to cash out on my end of year bonus and I was going to start fresh in January. Mm-hmm. But when you get these ultimatums that are served to you time after time after time, you got to choose, you got to choose, you got to choose. That's when I just said, okay, enough is enough. Okay, so let's talk about those ultimatums. Like in your experience, do you think companies are ready to handle employee entrepreneurs? And like, what is the biggest lesson you've learned while you've been in this journey of trying to be an employee? And also I have my own business, I speak, I coach, I do all of these things that really fill my cup. But yes, for your organization, I can also perform. Uh, do I believe that they're not that they're not ready? No, I don't think that companies are ready. Um, I think that they should get ready. I think that they should actually uh, welcome employees who have part times, who have gigs, who are entrepreneurs. Because nowadays there are a lot of people who are part time entrepreneurs. Like you could be a photographer on the weekends, right? You could yeah. be um, anything else. You could you know be doing whatever else that you want. Maybe you're a model or something like that you just never know what other people do on the side and it could be for money or it could be because it's their passion but for me I think that companies now should figure out how can we work together how can we use this person and maybe yes maybe if you have to pay them for that actual service maybe if that person is a photographer on the side maybe you're you have a company event that you're hosting and you know that this is a photographer why not pay them yeah and you're you're helping them with their business and they're still going to be able to perform their job and their duties for you and they're going to be happy because why because you're supporting them mm-hmm. and that's ultimately what what i wanted i wanted support i wanted my boss to be able to say Yes, I got you. Don't worry, girl. You know, mm-hmm. do what you got to do. But, you know, let's keep a balance, which mm-hmm. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, you can do whatever you need to do for yourself. And um, it started off that way. It started off as, um, you know, just a lot of encouragement and support. Mm-hmm. But when she saw that it was becoming more often and it was really becoming a thing for me, that's when she was like, oh, no, hold on. You got to slow it down now. You got to start to dim your light. You got to start to shut that out. And that's when I felt like, oh, now you're really making me choose and I don't want to choose. Okay. So I have so many questions that just came to mind there. Um, But okay. So talking about dimming your light, right? Because we're hired in these organizations to do a role and we have to do that effectively. How did what you were doing not align with the mission of the company? And were there conflicts in what the jobs were that you were getting booked outside of the company for? And what it is that the company provided, like somebody wanted to book you for uh, consulting, career coaching. Is that something that you were also doing inside the organization, which they felt like, hey, you're taking food from our plate? Or was everything completely separate and not even in the same wheelhouse? Well, my career coaching, I stayed away from doing any of that internally because I didn't want the company to feel threatened. Oh, you're helping people to to leave, to go somewhere else, because that's not the case. So when it came to career coaching, I did not promote that within the company. And I just did not help those within the company because Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to kind of cross that that line. Mm -hmm. Now, when it came to my role, because I was in HR, I was in recruiting, I was in benefits, I was doing all of the HR functions. Mm-hmm. For me, it's important to, as you probably see nowadays, 
HR people, we are everything. Like we're the marketers for the company. Yeah. We don't do HR, but we're also training. We're doing this. We're doing that. Like we're very much involved. HR no longer is just HR. Like we are now people centric, people oriented, people facing more than what it maybe was at one point. Mm-hmm. Back then, maybe it was a lot of paper pushing and a lot of, you know, just the, the performances and things like that. But now it's very, very different. So a lot of the events, for example, that I would be speaking at, they were industry related. They were partners with the company. Mm -hmm. They made sense for the company. So I, what I was doing was not only bringing in attention and spotlight to the company, Mm -hmm. but also to myself. It was like a two in one. So it wasn't like I was trying to separate the two or anything like that. And my boss knew what I was doing, if I was involved in any events or anything like that. And, um, you know, I was always before I was always, you know, celebrated for being at an event or being mm-hmm. spotlighted or mm-hmm. whatever it was, because I was talking about the company. But um, it was just funny that once it just was no longer a thing, it was also seemed as it was wrong. Yeah. Your story is a very interesting one to me, and I'm glad that we're able to share it because there are so many of my friends who are in spaces where they have full-time jobs and they also have other roles, like they're speakers, they're facilitators, they're coaches, and they have those things. And thankfully and gratefully, they're in organizations that support that. And it sounds like yours did at first as well, but the ties do change when there starts to be maybe some conflict in what it is that they want to see you doing and what it is that you are called to do or where your passions or what you're booked to do. Um, I have a question that's going to throw us a little bit off of this topic, but still in the same realm. And then I want to go back to how you were going about doing all your bookings, because I know you told me you were using PTO. But what are your thoughts on corporate influencers? Um, I want to be one. So, (laughs) but as an HR person, what are your thoughts on that? I think companies should have their own influencers, whether they're in HR or any other position. I mean, it's exposure to the company. And it's it's a lot of times also, especially like on LinkedIn, people don't want to hear from the company's page about their culture and about what they're doing. They want to hear from the actual people that work there. So if I'm connected to somebody and I'm talking about the company that I'm working at, they're going to believe it more coming from me than from the company's page, which is like crazy, right? Because you would think, oh, it's coming directly from the company. People should, you know, take it and run with it. Yeah. But people want the people to people connection. When the company is trying to sell them on the culture and everything, people are kind of like, mm, you're probably just faking it for the gram. You're just yeah. talking because, mm-hmm. you know, but really when it comes from the people, that's where, you know, people will come to apply to the company where I was working and say, oh my God, you post about the company and you post it about the culture and about the events or about the trading and the developments or whatever it was. And I really resonated with that. And I love that. And I want to be part of that. Yeah. So those are the type of things that people want to see. So I think companies should definitely have influencers and allow their employees to really talk about their, their culture and just to give the insights of what it's like to work there. I definitely agree. I have acted in that capacity unpaid. But um, one of the things that would happen is I became a part of the onboarding process. And when people would get onboarded, they'd be like, oh, my God, I saw you on LinkedIn. You're always talking about such and such organization. Or when I was on hiring panels and they got to the interview with me, which was typically one of the last because it's like a culture interview and just assessing the values of the organization. They'd be like, oh, my God, I know you. (laughs) 
yep. LinkedIn. Yep. So acting in that capacity, but I don't know that companies are really ready to call it that or make it a paycheck. Um, but I do think that every single product these days requires an influencer, whether it is macro, micro, on a large scale or something, to really give people the personal feeling and the personal touch of, okay, I know more about this thing because this person is really involved in it or really using it or really works there. Right. Okay, let's go back. So you had all these things going on. You're juggling multiple things. You've decided that, hey, I can handle the job and I can handle all of my side stuff. How are you going about like booking your speaking and (laughs) making all of that happen while you were also working your nine to five, which was pretty demanding? Yeah. Well, I mentioned earlier that I, within my connection, I would ask them, um, hey, can you, this is, I'm letting you into what I want to do. I'm planning for my future and I want to venture out eventually on my own. And if there's anything that you can help me with, whether if it's connecting me with the right person or whatever it is, if you could help me in, I will say that my network has been really, really amazing at that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Candace Manning. She's yeah. on this dive right now. She's been one of those people that has been a supporter from the beginning. Candace and I know each other for years since back to our Southern days, which is like over, over like 10 years ago, you could mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she has definitely been very intricate in part of that. And she was the one who said, hey, you know what, come to the LTA class with MMHA. And I want you to facilitate, you know, teach our students about Uh, their resumes and how they interview and things like that. And so those are the type of people that I'm saying that they're the ones who really helped me Mm -hmm. from the beginning. Like when I was really, when this was just like a dream with just a thought. And those are the people that for me have been like, literally they're my community. They're the people that I go to for everything. So if it wasn't for them, I would not be able to get on these um, stages for speaking engagements Mm -hmm. or for of any sort of classes or anything like that if it wasn't for them. So if, if you're looking to eventually venture out on your own, my recommendation for you would definitely be network, 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 mm-hmm. tap in community, talk to people, tell people what you're doing. And even though I was trying to keep mine kind of on the low, mm-hmm. my people understood that. They knew that because I didn't want to jeopardize my full-time job for that yet. Mm-hmm. I knew that eventually I would leave, but I just wasn't ready for it yet. But they, you know, were supportive in whichever way that they could. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciate them for that. Yeah. Shout out to Candice. She is actually responsible for making this episode happen um, because she reached out to me. And she was like, hey, you need to have her on the show. And I said, OK, I'll talk to her. And here you are on the show because I trust Candice and I had a conversation with you and it made perfect sense. So she really is somebody who is in your corner, someone that I respect. And I think that respect is mutual. So there are people that are your champions and you, once you identify them, they will support you through whatever navigation your career decides to take. Now, can you tell the people that you were actually using PTO for some of your extra credits? I was, I was, yes, I was, because um, even though it was related to my role, to the company, to, you know, the industry, because it was also ultimately about me, about my exposure, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that I kept those lines still kind of separated. Um, so yes, I would take PTO. 
Um, I wanted to make sure I was off that day. I didn't want to have any issues with work. So, I mean, what I do on my day off is my business, right? So right. it shouldn't matter if I'm speaking somewhere else or doing whatever else. Um, it's my time off and I earned that time off. So um, that's exactly what I did. I definitely use PTO, you guys, whether if it was an hour, half, half day, full day, I did. Wow. So even on your time off, they were like, girl, no. <laughs> yes yes that was the thing i was like oh my gosh like you're checking me on my day off okay <laughs> they probably would see you post about that stuff on linkedin and say uh-uh no ma'am right. Right. <laughs> what day was they this wanted, they wanted me to be on doctor's appointments and all, <laughs> all the stuff on my day off girl i'm making this money <laughs> i'm healthy i'm happy i'm making money okay <laughs> right. so it's been two months for you what's the biggest lesson you've learned so far in this journey uh, yes. uh, pa so patience, reason why I say patience, especially when you're in business, when you venture out on your own, um, I have learned that every conversation, like potential client is not always going to become an actual client mm -hmm. or they're not going to sign right away. Right. And that's what we expect. We want people to immediately say, okay, yes, I definitely want to work with you. And that's not always going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of understanding that uh, it's going to take time. You might have to hear a few no's. You might have to wait a few weeks before that actual client signs off. So um, it's very important for sure to have lots of patience. Yeah, you are the developer of all of your own business. And yeah. any days that you want to take off are days you're not making money, unfortunately. <laughs> So exactly. you have to have the patience. You have to be encouraged. You have to be, what's the word? I used to be, you know, who people who don't want to toot their own horn or tell you what it is that they do or have going on. I used mm -hmm. to be one of those per people like, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And now every single person that I meet, they know about my podcast. Literally. Right. It's probably like yes. the, the third thing I tell any new person about yeah. me. In fact, the people were fixing my um, water tank earlier here and um, they were like, oh yeah, okay, we'll be done at this time. I'm like, good, because I have a podcast and I recorded three and I cannot have y'all making the dog spark at that time. My okay. podcast is called... <laughs> So you really can't be bashful about it when you're an entrepreneur, when you have your own business, when you're starting something new, you have to shout it from the rooftops in order for people to hear you and yeah. for you to really get your message across yeah. so that you start to build that community. And speaking of podcasting, so you wear the hat that I wear. Can we just talk to the folks a little bit about what this whole thing looks like in the background and what we actually have to do and, and how we have to manage our time and stay organized? Oh my gosh, listen, you got to first think about your topics, then you got to break it down to what sort of pointers or, you know, questions do I need to have? And then it's like, okay, then I got to take the time to actually record. And then if you're also editing it yourself, now you're editing that. So now that's maybe like at least a good, Based on all of that so far that I've told you, that's like a good four hours. And then after that, then you got to like create your social media content for that. That's like maybe another hour or two. So now you, you can spend a whole day or maybe just one episode. Yeah. It, it's really that deep. This one, one woman show be so tired. Okay. Let me just tell you. Let me I just, know. 
it's um it's a lot better now because I've streamlined a lot of my processes and figured it out. But it is work and to be doing yeah. it all on your own. I can't wait until I'm big and bad and I can have a production team to do all the stuff. Yeah. I just I just want to talk yeah. to y'all. <laughs> I just want to show up and be like, okay, I'm ready. Okay, lights, <laughs> camera, action, let's go. Yes, I just want to talk to y'all and have everybody do all the yes. other stuff. It but is also, but by us doing what we do without having that huge platform and that huge team behind us it just shows that we're passionate about what we do and we want to help others and um i think that you know even when you're starting podcasting a lot of times you're starting off for free like you're not getting paid for it you're just dropping your gems what your knowledge or whatever you know mm -hmm. on on air for people right and so um it, it's just something that i think that when you're doing that you just you just love what you do yes you absolutely do. Like you have to love it to wake up and just be like, when I tell you I'm the most excited girl on Fridays, regardless of what I got going on in my life, I am the the happiest girl because I know that I'm doing this podcast. And regardless of the fact that it's not something that pays my bills, I just love to do it. Now, I don't know why I decided to do it every Friday for the rest of my life because like, who wants to be doing this? Who wants to be doing all this work on Friday? And then Saturday, I got to edit it and put it out on podcast platform. So I was like, yeah. girl, you really did not plan this out. Like, how are you going to live your life and be in these streets if you editing? But exactly. <laughs> it's okay. And I'm very appreciative of the fact that I have learned to do all of it on my own. That way, when I do have a team, like, I will be able to say, I actually built this and I know how everything works. So we're going to make sure we're doing it right. And I appreciate you all because I know the work that it takes to do it. You got to right. book, you got to book the talent. <laughs> you got to yeah. schedule the things. You got to record mm -hmm. the things. You got yeah. the dog barking in the background. Yes. Yeah. You learning new technologies. So many things you have to learn. You're reading analytics now for the first time. If you know me, I'm not a numbers girl. So I'm tracking analytics, trying to figure out who's listening where. Same. Chef, we we need to set up a um, Potter on Potter support group. So <laughs> but let's tell my audience a little bit more about your podcast, Living La Vida de Luxury, and the topics yes. you cover and really why you decided to start your podcast. Yes. So I started my podcast last year in 2022. And this was another thing that I added on top of, like, if I wasn't already busy in my life. Mm -hmm. I see why so, don't people say, uh-uh, um, it's no way you could be doing our work and your work. Right, right. Oh, no, but I do. I, I did. I we know. Up in the middle of the night doing what I was doing. Oh, my God, it was crazy, which I still do now. But um, so the reason why I started it was because I am... People always tell me I'm like an old soul. Mm -hmm. People tell me I am so knowledgeable and I know so much for my age and all this stuff. And I'm usually the person that my friends will go to if they need help, advice, anything like that. I'm just that person for them. And for a while, for years, people kept telling me, you should start a podcast. You should start a podcast because like, you just have so much that you can share with people. And um, just about life. It didn't have to be just about careers or anything like that. It was just in general. Mm -hmm. And so after a lot of thought, I said, you know what? Yeah, let me just let me just tap into that world. 
And so I did. And um, the reason why I call it living la vida de luxury mm-hmm. is because it, it's geared towards just anyone really, right? Mm-hmm. But my the people that I like to talk to are my first-gen kids yeah. because I'm a first-gen kid. Yeah. I didn't have anyone in my family who you know, was in the professional world that I can look up to, that I can ask like what it's like to work in corporate or mm-hmm. what it's like to you know, make six figures or anything like that. My parents, they migrated from El Salvador in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of, I always say, even though I was born and raised here, I felt half immigrant, half American because mm-hmm. I had immigrant parents. But they only taught me what they knew. So as I grew and, you know, just also in my career, I learned so much. And from that, there's a lot of things that I did not know. Like I didn't know a lot of things about credit. I didn't know a lot of things about, you know, even traveling. I didn't know a lot of things about my career, like how to even negotiate your salary. Like my parents used to tell me, girl, just be happy, whatever they pay you, take it and just be quiet. Yeah. Be happy do your job. That's that. But as I grew in my career and I, as I, you know, especially in corporate, uh, I'm a Latina in a corporate world where typically corporate, especially in those higher level positions, it's a lot of white men, mm-hmm. white people. And, you know, which, which being a woman is already a minority, but then also as a Latina, it's a double minority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was this double glass ceiling that we call it, especially for women that um, I was definitely experiencing. And so I just felt that I wanted to share whatever I knew about whether if it was about careers or if it was about traveling or if it was about anything like, you know, travel hacks, like credit cards, you can rack up your points so you can use that to pay to travel. And these are things that I didn't know until I really grew up. I was like in my late 20s, probably when I really started to look into a lot of these things and to really become financially uh, literate and educated because my parents only taught me what they knew and what they, what, you know, I, I don't blame them for that. Of course. But I just think that that's the reason why I created Living La Vida de Luxury, because we want to live a luxurious life. And okay, maybe you don't make six figures yet, but mm-hmm. you will. Listen to my podcast, you will. Hey. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to help you to get the bag because that's what we're all after. We want the bag. And Life is expensive nowadays. I mean, I know wherever you live at, wherever you're listening at, like, I know it's expensive. So, trust me. Mm, child. It is very expensive, okay? And I am over it. Um, I am a proponent of the point system. That's how I'm getting to Assembly of Delegates in San Diego is because I have racked up the Southwest points. But everything is so expensive now. So, just having yeah. those you know, little hacks will really save people, especially my hilariously unemployed people. You need to be considering all of these things. So please, I encourage you all to go ahead and subscribe to her podcast. It's available on Spotify. And I told her it needs to be everywhere else as well. So she's working on that. Right? Yes, it's been (laughs) recently added on Amazon. Okay. Now it's on Apple. So yes, you can download it on different platforms now. Perfect. So go and subscribe to that podcast. And of course, the Hilariously Unemployed on any of the podcast platforms that you get your pod on. So Nada, you are a multi-talented, multifaceted person. How do you maintain any balance in your life with you starting a new professional career, a podcaster, then I'm sure you have your family life. How are you balancing it all? 
I do still try to keep my Monday through Friday schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I still try to be off on the weekends because um, I want to have that work-life balance, but it doesn't always go that way. But for the most part, I try to still have my weekends. Now, during the week, I might, what I love, one thing I do love about entrepreneurship is the flexibility that yeah. you have. So maybe let's say, for example, I might start my work day at nine, but then I got to run an errand, go grocery shopping, do whatever I need to do in the middle of the day. And then in the evening, once, you know, the house is quiet, like when everyone's asleep, that's usually when that's like my best time, actually, when I work Mm -hmm. because the house is quiet. No one is like mom this or babe this or nothing like that, you know, so the house is quiet. And that's really the time when I can really be on my own and not think too much about what else is going on. I just lock myself in my home office and get to work. So I do try to balance myself in that way where I don't, I don't want to just be a nine to fiver Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. I try to still balance my life out. So if I need to take off that day, I'll take it off and I'll just pick up whatever I had to do the next day. Like I try not to stress too much about it yeah. because that was one thing that I was really stressed about when I was in corporate was I'm working my nine to five day job, Monday through Friday. And then from seven to through the middle of the night, I would be working on my businesses and I would be working on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So like I was not really getting much sleep. I wasn't really, really getting any work-life balance. Um, I would really work on the weekends and stuff, even though I didn't want to. But because my time was just so limited on mm-hmm. how I could work on my business. So that's what I really had to do. Okay. Can you, because I see that you have your hiring banner on your LinkedIn profile and you know, my ultimate goal is to get somebody hired. So can you tell my audience, specifically those who are hilariously unemployed, what role you're hiring for? And audience, now's the time where you can start to raise your hand so I can get you up onto stage. Michelle, please raise your hand again. We'll get you up there. Anybody who has questions, comments for myself or my guests, this is your time. Go ahead, Nada. Tell us about your open role. Well, right now I'm not hiring for my company yet, mm-hmm. but eventually that is the goal. But as you may know, HR consists of many components, right? So there's recruiting, there's training and development, employee relations, benefits, compliance. There's so many components of HR. And that's one of the reasons why I love what I do, because there's a lot to do, yeah. <laughs> different aspects. But I am actually, I have a client who um, asked me to help her hire for a part-time account manager. Mm -hmm. She has a bookkeeping company and uh, she's one of my friends and she's also someone else in my community who she's, you know, she's, she's giving me an opportunity. She's helping me to gain my clientele portfolio per se to grow it. And, um, you know, she has been really Really instrumental in that as well. So she asked me to help her to fill for an, um, a part-time account manager role, which that is what I'm hiring for. It's fully remote. It's 20 hours, about 20 hours a month. And that person will be overseeing, kind of coming in after the bookkeepers once they do their part on the client's account. This person will come in just to overview and check the accounts and make sure everything's in good standing. If there are any issues, any concerns or any mistakes, you know, that person can address it with the team. And also they'll have some client facing interaction as well. Um, So that's what that position is. Okay, y'all heard it here. If you are looking for that type of role or feel like you could be an asset to Nada's client, 
please go ahead and slide in her DMs. I'm sure they're open. Nada, tell us more about your company, how you want people to connect with you. And can you share your big announcement about what's next for you? Yes, yes, yes. So remember I mentioned I do career coaching. So if you need any help when it comes to the career journey, whether if it's revamping your resume, revamping your LinkedIn, yes, it's a thing. You need your LinkedIn nowadays to help you to get a job. Mm-hmm. Um, I help you with that. Or even if you need like mock interviews or how to negotiate your salary, things like that, um, I can totally help you with that. And my company for that is Elevate Your Career. And the your is you are. It's I'm playing off of my last name, Urias. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's for the career coaching. And you can also visit my website, elevateyourcareer.com. I also have my HR consulting company, Elevate Your HR, which that targets small to mid-sized companies who may or may not have an HR team. And I can come in helping with any aspect of HR, except payroll. I don't do payroll, but any other aspect, any other area, I can help. And what I do is anything from helping you staff your team, um, if you need just consulting, if you need training development, you know, you need to set up uh, policies, employee handbooks, I can help with any of those things. Those things, you can definitely call me for that. Mm-hmm. My website is Elevate yourhr.com and remember the your is you are playing off of my last name and my podcast is living la vida the luxury yeah you heard it that's everywhere you can find nada so if you're interested in her services her open role that she's helping her client fulfill you need hr support you want to tap into her podcast those are all the ways in which you can find her and support her again audience if you have any questions for myself my guests just want to chime in give kudos tell us you hate us tell us you love us whatever it is you can go ahead and raise your hand now and i will get you up onto the stage I do want to share some things with you all for next week. Ah, Big Speaker is on the move. So next week, I will be a part of NAA's DEI Awareness Week. And I will be first up on Monday with a panel about taming the toxic workplace culture. That will be at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're interested in seeing me there, along with my panelists who are joining me, please tap in. There are also several other sessions that will be held by very remarkable people, some of which I have the pleasure of calling my friends. So if you're interested in really spreading your awareness and learning some strategies, tips, tricks, and just having some good conversation in regards to DEI, next week, NAA is truly putting on a show and there are several sessions that you can register for. On Tuesday, I'm going to be tapping in with the Arkansas Apartment Association to provide them with a session that is called You Can't Sit With Us, Creating Inclusive Workplaces. On Wednesday, I am going to be here locally in Newport News, Virginia, talking to some high school students about breaking generational curses and how to own your voice. On Thursday, I'll be back at it with the Arkansas Apartment Association, getting them engaged, helping them retain and grow through connection with employee resource groups. That is truly something I am passionate about. And then on Friday, I'm right back here with y'all folks for the Hilariously Unemployed podcast. So I say that to say, catch me if you can, catch me here, catch me there, catch the big speaker everywhere. You know, you can always tap into my website, of course, speakupdana.com. You can also tap into my LinkedIn page. I have the link for the store. 
there. So if you want to purchase any hilariously unemployed swag, we do have those hoodies that just came out. Some of you should be receiving yours today. I've been checking the tracking because I cannot wait to see y'all in your hoodies. I might wear mine a happy hour tonight. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Or if you want to purchase swag, you can definitely go ahead and visit my store there. There are so many things that are happening, y'all. And I'm really happy about all of them. So I just say that to say I'm in a really great place. Next week, we're definitely getting back to it. I can't wait to welcome more guests. We're going to move our focus and start talking to people who are truly hilariously unemployed because, again, you know, my mission is to get somebody hired through this podcast. So if you have open roles, open positions, if you're hiring, if you're looking for work, I'm your girl. Reach out to me. Let me highlight those open roles or highlight you on my podcast. Let's be a community and make these things happen. If nobody has any questions for me or my guest, I want to encourage all of you to look around and make sure you connect with everybody that's here in this session, as well as myself and Nada. Nada, any final words for the hilarious? That's what my audience is called. The hilarious. I love it. Love it. Now, I just want to say thank you all for listening. And um, I hope that you took something away from today's conversation. And if you have any questions where you're like, okay, I'm trying to do the same thing, or you're trying to just anything, whether if it's in your career or outside of your day job, let me know if I can help you in any way, whether if it's connecting with the people or just giving you some advice, tips and pointers, let me know. I'm, I'm here to help. I'm happy to help. Oh, Nada, you did not announce your big news about the other podcast. Yes, that's right. That's right. And he was in here earlier. I know. Uh, so the big news is that I will now be a co-host with Adrian Vanilla, and you may may not know who he is. I mean, he has a huge network; like you cannot know who he is. So um, Adrian and I will actually be co-hosting a podcast together. It's going to be called Multifamily Hangout. So come out and hang out with us. Tune in with us. We are actually going to be launching our first episode together in November. We are going to have an exciting guest and um, every week we're going to have a very special lineup for you all whether if it's someone who's a ceo or just anyone that you know is a rising star or just doing their damn thing in the industry i think that that's always exciting and i think it's important to spotlight people who are not just only ceos because other people are successful too in their own way mm -hmm. and so that's definitely what we're trying to do and our conversations are going to be fun and casual we are going to be hanging out with our people and with you all. So please join us. All right, y'all definitely make sure you tap into that podcast she has with Adrian. And just in case y'all need a guest, I mean, I do happen to know the 2023 DEI champion of the year. Um, it happens to be me. So just in case y'all were looking for any superstars, anybody on the rise, you know, I'm, I'm available. I'm around. I don't know. I'm employed. Not. I'm hilariously unemployed. So <laughs> I have time. I want to thank you. And I want to thank my audience for joining me here on another Friday. Enjoy your Friday the 13th, y'all. I will see you back here next Friday. Bye. See ya.